This is Mike Palmer. We're about to pick up with a new episode of Trending in Education. I also wanted to give folks an update. If you've enjoyed our Future of Work programming, we're about to launch a separate feed, Trending in Ed, the Future of Work, which will showcase and highlight some of the most interesting conversations I've had with thought leaders and CEOs and authors who have been thinking about the world of work and how it's changing. In fact, today's episode is going to be the first episode in that feed, going deep today on Udemy's recent 2022 Workplace Learning Trends Report. We'll be sharing much of this content through the main Trending in Ed feed. So those of you who enjoy the breadth and the range, stay tuned here. We're not going away, but for those of you who want a little more of a deep dive opportunity, we'll begin with the future of work flavor of Trending in Ed. Be on the lookout for EdTech, Higher Ed, K-12, Diversity and Inclusion, We'll be launching many of these subfeeds in the coming weeks, but we're going to begin with the future of work. With that, hopefully you enjoy this episode. Thanks as always for listening. Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Bomber here. For today's episode, we'll be referring to Udemy's 2022 Workplace Learning Trends Report. We'll be pulling out some highlights, talking about that as part of today's episode. Links to the report will be included on the show page to this episode. If you have the time and the inclination, I would recommend you read through the report as a companion to this conversation. For those of you who don't have the time, hopefully we'll be able to get you the insights and perspectives you need so that you won't necessarily need to dig too deeply there. For those of you who aren't familiar with Udemy, they're a global skills training platform. We recently did an episode with Karthik Gunasekaran, who's the head of product and engineering for the mobile development that Udemy is doing. Interesting conversation. We'll include that as part of the show notes. Today, we're digging into this report provided by Udemy Business, looking at trends based on usage of their skill development, learning products, that are provided through their platform. Udemy Business is a component of Udemy that works with organizations and enterprises, HR functions and learning functions to help upskill and retain and develop their employees in a rapidly changing work environment. This report is built off of usage of Udemy's global platform, showing where learners, particularly learners working for businesses, where are they going? for skill development, what types of topics and categories of skill development are growing, and what insights can we garner from those trends, and hopefully give you a nice bird's eye view on a trend that we've been talking about a bunch on this podcast, which is the idea of learning as a benefit, and amidst the great resignation, the great reshuffle, the great re-examination of why we work where we do work and what do we expect as employees in that value exchange with the organization that we work for. A lot of trends emerging in that space will hopefully give you some perspective on that and also give you a window into what a company like Udemy is looking at, where Udemy Business specifically is focusing on how Udemy can provide tailored learning programs for enterprise so that if an organization is trying to stay ahead of the curve in terms of keeping their workforce engaged, limiting the churn, helping with retention, and also making sure that the workforce is 
equipped with the skills that pay the bills in the 21st century. We'll be talking about all of that as part of today's episode. To start, the executive summary lays it out nicely, where it basically says there's a lot of clickbait and a lot of buzz around the Great Resignation, but under the hood, there are plenty of new trends that are emerging. This report tries to capture that in a way that learning leaders and individuals who are trying to take charge of their own learning paths in the future of their careers, even if you are in the midst of a shift or a reshuffle of your own, this report outlines four ways in which folks should be understanding where the world is and ideally setting forth a strategy either for their organization or the team that they're leading, or if it's really more just taking control and leading your own career development and skill development. There's some nice insights that are shared within here. So the four main areas to understand coming out of this report, one is the concept of power skills, which we've talked about before on this show. They're also called durable skills, which is language that I've been using. Any thoughtful learning strategy and human resource development plan is going to factor in the importance, the critical importance of power skills, durable skills, what traditionally have been called soft skills into the thinking. We'll talk about that in a bit. From there, they get into how to mitigate the great resignation within your company by developing employees' career paths, which are a blend of developing their power skills, also developing the tactical skills they need, and many of them are technical. The third piece is the business strategy that can only succeed with a robust technical strategy. And then the fourth component of the executive summary is talking about which skills were most in demand in 2021 to help shape your training program for 2022. They do a nice job framing this from the perspective of developing your workforce. I think it's also useful, like I said, for individuals who are thinking about charting their own path. Also, as someone who is starting my own business as an entrepreneur, it is useful to think about how you scale yourself and then how you think about the skills you'll need to be developing through partnerships. And as you start to think about hiring, it does provide a nice overview of the skills landscape and how to develop some thoughtful human resource strategy as we understand the future of work. So let's dive into power skills. Power skills is a reframing of what traditionally had been called soft skills basically saying that pure technical know-how is not enough to thrive and grow and excel in today's world of work. Instead, you need more power skills, which are focused really on the human competencies that will not be replaced by machines. As the Udemy report states, let's get one thing straight. There's nothing soft about power skills. I might quibble with that. I would argue that there is some benefit to the softer element of power skills. The idea of empathy, we've talked about how leadership frequently has to embrace some vulnerability, but a lot of this is talking more about from a concrete skill development, competencies, mindset. This is where they are citing research from McKinsey Global Institute. Research across the board is indicating that many of these skills, including leadership skills like assertiveness, facilitation, team building, business writing, and critical thinking. These are all growing. This is based in part on the data that Udemy is pulling from folks who are 
accessing their wide range of skill-based learning products, the top five surging communication and teamwork skills. These include assertiveness, facilitation, team building, business writing, critical thinking, also listening skills. So if you look over the past five years from 2017 until 2021, there's a real surge in assertiveness, listening skills, business writing, and critical thinking. Also, interestingly, the top surging skill over that period of time is Microsoft Teams. Some of these things are byproducts of the shift to digital work and the shift to collaboration through many of these digital tool sets. We've talked a lot about Zoom. This report talks at length about Zoom fatigue and something that we are responding to. We need to be able to leverage digital tooling, but also find ways to assert ourselves, listen better, and write and think critically as leaders. So those things are kind of the core upon which many of these other skills can be built. There is a Gartner report that I really liked that did talk about almost building out from a foundational level of these power skills on top of those power skills, layering in more of the digital tooling and digital competencies that are less hard technical, more tactically relevant. And then from there, going into the new and emerging digital skills, more pure IT skills and competencies that are becoming critical at a tactical level and also critical at an organizational level if you are trying to lead an organization in the new economies that are emerging. Many of them require foundational digital competencies that really round out what your organization is able to do. And a related point is that we are looking increasingly for holistic understandings of our humans who work in our organization, where best case, they both possess the foundational knowledge and the foundational EQ and social emotional skills. Folks know I like to say, I get social emotional baby. And organizations are as well when they think about how to grow leaders and how to grow that core set of durable power skills that will be resilient to all the changes that we see over time. And then the rapid training, the technical foundations that are needed to snap in new competencies as we see the world of work disrupting and the cycle time on new skill development, the, the half-life of skills and competencies, all of that is accelerating so that you want a workforce that has these strong human irreplaceable foundational skills, characterized as power skills here in this report, but then at the same time, snap in these new competencies, develop an organization where folks are driving their own learning, but also partnering more effectively with the organization to understand these are the skills that if you develop them and if you develop some passion and hunger to continue to grow in these areas, there's plenty of new job opportunities and career growth potential if you do pursue these things. Moving on to additional power skills, there's talk of diversity and inclusion, strategic thinking, OKRs, a more tactical component of leadership and management objectives and key results, problem solving and management coaching. Then they shift into productivity and collaboration. 
where just general computer skills, Microsoft Word, SharePoint, Windows 10, PowerPoint, Confluence, these are more the bread and butter of effective business collaboration in the 21st century. 70% of white collar employees are working from home nowadays. There's a new tooling around digital competency to be able to be an effective employee these days. This starts to highlight some of that. It also talks about efficiency around email and time management, where you need to be able to write up competent business email. You need to be able to demonstrate business acumen and critical thinking and computer skills to be able to do all of that effectively. But also you need to figure out how to manage your time so that you're not constantly in a reactive mode checking your email. There is a good HBR article that is referenced in this report as well, which talks about how to spend way less time on email every day. Also talking about how to manage your engagement with email so that you're not constantly checking, constantly in a reactive mode, and you're able to actually do productive work independent of email management and be smart about your time management as it relates to engaging with your email so that you can become as effective an employee and as effective a uh, digitally tooled human as you can be. And then the last element of the power skills that they dive into is personal development and wellness. The most surging personal development and wellness skills as witnessed by usage of Udemy's platform, interestingly, over the last five years, is guitar at a whopping 712%. This may be reflective of the quality of the guitar skill courses that are out there, but it also may be that we are looking for more holistic human development that will supplement our professional development. English language learning, also popping, fitness, piano, the German language, and music theory, rounding out these personal development and wellness skills. This is also the idea of work-life balance, part of what has come out of the great resignation, the re-examination of our world and how we relate to work and how we think about work-life balance as we've all been faced with some real challenges in the past several years. If you're fortunate enough to be able to be a knowledge worker, an information worker, someone who is digitally tooled and is able to engage, it's important to find times to recharge, especially for leaders where your ability to lead with positivity, to engage with your full complement of human skills will require you to continue to develop yourself, but not purely in pursuit of career development. Some of it is really in pursuit of your own development as an engaged human in this day and age. This also speaks to the need for a robust wellness program, ways to talk to your workforce about the importance of developing outside interests, outside hobbies. It's also some recognition that we are not exclusively developing ourselves for hard returns to the organization. We are also just developing ourselves. It speaks to the importance of culture, the importance of bringing your whole self to work. Those trends really have been popping in recent years. There's good data here within the report that does talk about how personal development and wellness ultimately benefits the organization. 
certainly develops the individual and speaks to some of the broadening of our understanding of humans in the workplace and humans outside of the workplace and how a lot of these things require a little more of a fluidity and broader understanding of how those things blend together. Then the report dives into the tactical skills that you need to invest in as an organization to make sure you can stay current and relevant. They begin with business intelligence, which ranges from Excel, VBA for Excel, business analytics, Tableau, Splunk, and statistics. This is the idea that in the 21st century workforce, there are some business competencies that relate also to data literacy and data competencies. It's becoming increasingly difficult to layer on additional, more technical competencies without some of these foundational understandings and core competencies within your organization. Some of these things get a little more concrete in terms of the tools that are popping, just like Microsoft Teams, both Excel and Tableau, in addition to business analytics and statistics, becoming part of the core tool set that employees will need to be able to engage, particularly if they are interested in growing into a leadership role. And then also these are the types of competencies that leaders, whether you're within HR or you're growing an organization, you want to understand and assess these competencies within your workforce to figure out how do you continue to grow and stay relevant and stay ahead of trends. The next set of tactical trends that they talk about are design and UX, ranging from web accessibility, which has grown 439% since 2017. A trend that was beginning already was gaining some power and growth. And then the shift to digital that was driven by the pandemic is making this even more critical. Add to that user interface design. They talk about some Adobe products here, Adobe Premiere, mobile app design, Adobe XD, design theory, and product design. This rings true to me in terms of my experience where folks who are in product roles are in UX, UI roles. The ability to build products that are digitally powered, that are leveraging some of the best practices in design thinking and product design, graphic design, the, the visual look and feel. If you can develop competencies that equate a little more to front-end development and getting to know users, thinking about that in a systematic way, testing into that in an agile way, those are all skills on the tactical side that are growing. Same for finance and accounting. Interestingly, perhaps not surprisingly, Udemy is seeing growth in crypto, algorithmic trading, day trading, solidity, stock trading broadly, technical analysis, and the financial market. That's a wide range of domains, but it is an area where there has been increased focus. We've talked a lot about Web3 on this show. This is folks who are trying to ramp up either independently as an individual or as an organization, folks who are trying to ramp on their financial acumen, their accounting, understanding, bookkeeping, and understanding the financial markets is becoming much more front of mind, both for individuals and then also for organizations who are trying to stay ahead. Similarly, if you look at HR and talent development, this is where Udemy put a lot of online course creation and management training and instructional design, employee performance management. There are a lot of really interesting trends emerging within 
the Strategic Human Resource Management area. SHRM and HRM are two acronyms that show up referencing the Society for Human Resource Management that is a big driver in some of their rethinking and expansion of the strategic component of human resource management in organizational design these days. We've talked a bunch about how HR departments, HR professionals are learning how to turn jobs into skills-based, competency-based understanding, how that requires a new mindset for folks in HR. It requires new mindsets for folks who are trying to grow as professionals. We're seeing that reflected in this report. From there, they go into marketing, project management, and sales and customer experience as the other domains that are emerging in the tactical area that are critical competencies just to keep up and stay relevant in the complex and ever-changing dynamics of the workplace that we're all experiencing nowadays. This is going beyond the durable skills, the power skills, the soft skills. This is getting into harder skills that are not specifically technical. They aren't the hardest of technical skills, but they are the competencies and the job areas that are showing growth and the skill domains that will set you up for opportunity if you aren't necessarily in a harder, more strictly IT-defined career path. Then they get into the IT skills themselves. They say here in the, the first slide of the technical skills section of this report that tech strategy is business strategy. Based on a survey that they conducted, 40% of CEOs said their CIO or tech leader will be the key driver of business strategy. Pausing on that number, 40%, two in five CEOs said their CIO or tech leader will be the key driver of business strategy. That's a huge number. It's something I have seen in my own experience where in many ways, folks who are assuming those chief information officer, chief digital officer, chief technology officer, they are seeing in many ways that they're given the, the keys to the strategic path for the organization. And there are many underlying technical skills that kind of build up to career paths in technology that these technology leaders are looking at, CEOs are looking at, HR leaders are looking at, and then individuals who are trying to play with their head up. They're also looking at it because you do want to develop skills that will give you some immediate relevance, and then ideally have some shelf life and some ability to stay current within these domains. They've outlined these as cloud computing, which is a range of Google Cloud, which is really popping, showing almost 800% usage growth within Udemy's platform over the last five years. Microsoft Azure, AWS Lambda, AWS CloudFormation, and Amazon AWS. Keep in mind over this period of time, everything's gone to the cloud. AWS is the leader. It is interesting to see significant growth in Microsoft Azure and Google Cloud to in some ways indicate that while Amazon does have a leadership position in this space, a lot of the growth has been on these other platforms. It's another place where developing deep competency across platforms like Azure or AWS or Google Cloud makes sense but also more of a generalist competency around cloud computing where you understand 
and can provide value perhaps as a consultant or as someone who's thinking more about the architecture, what's similar, what's different, where are their competencies that really span cloud computing and where are they more about getting your hands-on expertise within an individual ecosystem, whether it be Amazon or Microsoft Azure or a Google Cloud. Interesting stuff. Hopefully we'll be able to dive in a little more there over time to understand how cloud computing works and how it relates to the future of work. Cybersecurity is the next domain that they get into. Interestingly, for cybersecurity, there's an alphabet soup of certifications that are emerging. It is a rapidly evolving space where it's only as up to date as the last threat, the last cyber attack, the underlying competencies that we're looking at here are around network security. There's been a lot of growth in ethical hacking. I am excited to dig in a little deeper with experts in the space to understand better what's happening within cybersecurity because by no means is this going away. It's just another one of those examples where lifelong learning is what we're all signing on to really nowadays, where even if you get your CISSP certification or your CISM certification, that's the Certified Information System Security Professional for the CISSP or the Certified Information Security Manager in the case of CISM. Those trends are important. It's important to understand them, but also taking a step back, thinking about durability, thinking about resilience. Some of these things are relatively short-term in terms of their benefit, and you're going to need to continue to re-up if you're becoming a professional in this space. Understanding those trends, understanding those tracks, and keeping in mind underneath the hood, the human who's gone through several rounds of these certifications, you're developing deeper knowledge, deeper resilience that will be relevant even as you have to re-up with a new certification and also taking a step back, understanding this broader landscape of skills, how they relate to one another, how you would train and upskill your workforce. Increasingly, that's important for leadership, whether it's at a small entrepreneurial level, you're trying to grow an organization, you may need to lean into some of these competencies and or contract them, hire into them. Or then in larger organizations, understand where your gaps are around cyber, understand whether you're building these competencies into your organization, how much are you going out of house. These are the types of themes we'll be digging into more as we explore the future of work trends within trending and education. Next comes data science. We've talked to a bunch of different folks over the years around data science. Data science includes things like computer vision, natural language processing, artificial intelligence, and elastic search. Also getting into more specific competencies. This is where things like Amazon SageMaker, AWS Certified Machine Learning Specialty, Apache Airflow, Apache Spark. These things are popping. Taking a step back from the more concrete specifications around your competencies. This is also a place where Understanding the ecosystem, understanding the systems thinking, again, getting back to the power skills, understanding how to apply good critical thinking, good data literacy, and good business competencies to think through what's the quality of my data? How is that data ultimately informing our decision making? How is our data warehoused and stored? This connects a little bit more to the cloud operations. 
so that if we are developing some competencies around mining the data for insights and helping that chart our strategic path, who are the humans who have an architectural understanding of that, who has the business sense combined with the harder technical knowledge, and then also the EQ and savvy to be able to bring in experts, bring in folks who have more competency than you do as a leader, but have enough awareness and readiness to be able to make good decisions based on the expertise that is brought in by your experts who understand data science. Also, if you've looked at compensation, ramping into data science and becoming more of an expert, it's where a lot of the boot camps have emerged recently, are all preparing an employee to perform more high value business tasks and have job competencies that will be resilient as we continue to go through disruptions in the workplace in this tumultuous day and age. Then they get into IT operations and software development is the last one that they talk about. IT operations gets more into server administration, backend, computer networking, PowerShell, and then software development is interesting. This is where newer programming languages, whether it's Python scripting, React, Swift UI, Prometheus, this is where a lot of the shelf life on these programming competencies turn over relatively quickly. But at the same time, you are developing deeper competencies, frames of reference that you'll be able to apply when you need to ramp on new skills. And then if you go a little bit deeper, some of these understandings are built on a basic understanding of something like JavaScript or something like .NET or Java familiarity, and then going one or two layers deeper. So there is recognition that the world of programming, the world that developers are getting into is changing. There is a note here that Developers are releasing code two times faster than before, thanks to DevOps. That's creating these gaps where how do you fill them quick enough? What tools and competencies are necessary to build these out? There's certainly a lot of job security and resilience and future-proofing that goes into software development as an area of focus. It isn't for everyone, but if you are early in career or mid-career and think it is for you, this is an area that will have some strength and resilience in the coming years. From there, they wrap things up relatively quickly, which I, I did see as a little bit abrupt, but I guess they were synthesizing really throughout. Keep in mind, Coursera is doing something similar. LinkedIn Learning is another place where a lot of folks are getting their upskilling, plural site. Rachel Carlson and Guild Education is another one. I, I've talked a bit about business skills through the work that Scott Galloway is doing around Section 4, which is more of a subscription-based approach to the skills and competencies that typically are delivered through a business school. You're seeing this happen really across the board. We'll be diving into more of these individual approaches to keeping the workforce equipped and out ahead of trends as we dive more into the future of work. To sum things up based on this report, first off, they're not soft skills, they're power skills. Get used to them. In many ways, they're foundational. They're the core human competencies upon which all this other skilling can be built. Focus there first. 
without those foundational components, it's difficult to build culture. It's difficult to upskill employees. From there, there are new and emerging competencies around digital marketing, project management, UX, product design, all the way up into more technical skills around cybersecurity, data science, cloud computing, software development, all those things knit together into profiles that are emerging around who we are as skill-based employees, how we can develop better competencies with the help of emerging mindsets and frameworks for human resource management and strategic thinking about your human capital and how it relates to your digital strategy and new and emerging components, whether it's artificial intelligence or the blockchain or new models of cloud computing, you name it. It's a rapidly changing universe. It's time to start synthesizing and getting organized. Hopefully we'll be able to help our listeners with some of that thinking. We spent a lot of time over the years on Trending in Ed talking about the future of work. It's exciting to me to be able to go deeper in that area while still providing the broad and varied perspectives that are critical to playing with your head up in a very rapidly changing, complex environment that we're living through today. And with that, we'll wrap this episode up. Be sure to check out the show page for access to the report and other information that we discussed during today's show. We'll be back again soon with another episode. Thanks as always for listening. Welcome to the future. It's June 2022. This is Trending in Education. <laughs>